Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast, Round 3, RBC Heritage Breakdown. And joining me today, it's Kyle Porter. What up, KP? Not much. It was a wild day of golf. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to recap it and, and look ahead to Sunday. I am too. You and I had the chance. I mean, we were on HQ basically all day together. So I've got some some nuggets that I know are in your brain, but more I'm, more I'm interested in, in, in learning. And it is a wild leaderboard. We've got four guys tied atop the lead. We've got, I think, 21 within three shots. Um, let, just like your overall thoughts on how low scoring today was and also how this leaderboard sets up for, for Sunday. Yeah, it, it's interesting because it, it feels like, and when we'll talk about this when we get when we get into specific guys later on, it it really feels like that somebody could shoot a sixty two and, and win it tomorrow because there's so many not not only are there so many guys within five of the lead but there's so many like big names within five. I mean, look at six guys shot sixty three today. If if Rory or Brooks or DJ shoot sixty three tomorrow. They might win the golf tournament, right? Yeah. And so I, I just, I think that part of it is is really interesting. I, I hope it doesn't turn into just a putting contest. I'm I'm kind of worried about that. It's just like, uh, well, this guy, you know, Chris Stroud made like four putts and he wins the tournament. Not not that that's, I don't know, it's not bad, but I just I want to see somebody go out and just have a, you know, what, what was the tournament that Rory won early in his career when he shot like 61 or 62 on the final? Was it Wells Fargo? When it he had did to that? have been right. Yeah, I think At he did it. I think he did at BMW as well. He did it. He's done it a couple times. Maybe it was Honda. Um, I'd love <laughs> the, to see the fact that you we can name like multiple times that Rory goes out and shoots like a sixty-one to win a golf tournament <laughs> is kind of crazy. <laughs> I'd I'd love to see that from like Kepka or even I mean Rory's at ten. You know if he can go sixty-three, get to eighteen, it's probably not enough. But it, it might be. It might be. It might be playoff. I, I think I'm either rooting for that or I think I said this on HQ. Just complete carnage, wind. <laughs> you know, like 40 mile an hour wind and the winning score is like 11, 11 under. Yeah. Well, that, that's the, that's the crazy part here. We've never seen scores like this. I don't know if it is because there's been no wins because it's now at a different time of year because there's a better field here, but the, the tournament record is a two sixty four. That's 20 under by Brian Gay in 2009. Uh, he won by 10 shots. Yeah. Kyle. He won yeah. by t- that w- 20 under par is prop might not even win you the golf tournament this week. Like yeah. that's crazy. And it's, yeah, that number is definitely in jeopardy. Although I don't know, you'd have to get like six out of the leaders to beat it. Uh, it it's going to be, I don't know. Sunday's I, I'm really fascinated. Maybe even more. So I think I was more excited about last Sunday just because of the names that were up there. I think I'm more intrigued by this Sunday because I, I, I mean, I think we're both on web, but I just, I, I really don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, but I start to see these scores early on Saturday and you're like, I mean, is anybody going to shoot over 64? 
I mean, yeah. it, it was it was wild early, and then I think it was good for tournament intrigue that Webb and, and Webb was fine. Bryson wasn't very good late, uh, but it brought kind of everybody back to the field and sets up for for Sunday. Let, okay, let's start with Webb then, because I think what you just said is absolutely right. Where Webb sleeps on the thirty six hole lead. By the time he tees off, I think he was T5. I think he was a shot or two back. Yeah. And then uh, he he could have legit just extended and basically put this thing away today. Did not putt particularly well on Saturday. He looked confused on a lot of putts. I, I don't have the number in front of me. I think he, I think he lost like a shot and a half uh, putting. But like yeah. th- that is good for, that is bad for Webb, good for us and good for the tour that he didn't just run away with this thing. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm curious about where you fall on the like the because we've been talking about this off and on all week. Just the statistical profile of the way a guy puts a, like a tournament together. Because I think you and I are both on the idea of like it's really good when guys are playing great tee to green and maybe not putting as well. But then you could turn that around and say like Terrell Hatton, who's tied for the lead, he's. Um, I think he was like 49th tee to green, but first in putting. Well, Terrell Hatton's a great ball striker. So you could argue, you know, well, he's going to flip a switch on Sunday with the ball strike. Where do, where do you land on, on that whole debate? So definitely love the guys that are going, that are great tee to green. And then maybe they catch a hot putter. I, like I get, like, I get it right. The way to win a golf tournament is roll putts in and, and the guys that gain strokes putting generally win it's just so so much less sustainable. Like Hatton's yeah. gaining eight strokes putting right now. Like that's, it's crazy. And he might win a golf tournament that way, uh, but he's not going to consistently put himself, if, if that's what he's relying on, he's not going to consistently put himself at the top of leaderboards. Yeah. Right? Like, like think- those guys pop off. Like those guys pop off for eight shots on the greens and win, but then you don't hear about them for six weeks. Yeah. And and I think to that point, I mean, he talked after his round. It was a little tour saucy, but he said, I don't feel comfortable over the ball. And you're like, well, you just went 64, 63. So I yeah. wish I didn't feel comfortable over the ball either. I love Terrell Hatton so much. <laughs> he's he, the that best. Dude is unbelievable. Just a quick recap of things he's done in the last two events that he's played. <laughs> uh, flipped off a body of water, uh, then uh, turned around and shy- fired his putter like a shotgun at it, and then told us after he shot the round of the day 63 that he wasn't feeling comfortable over the ball. This guy's amazing. I love everything about him. He's, he's kind of low-key. Like, if you had to rank... Not like your 10 favorite guys or the 10 best guys, but the 10 guys you want in the hunt on a Sunday. Like he, he I think he might be on the list. Yeah. Maybe kind of high. He's going to like, <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be nuts. So, um, but yeah, so Hatton today, you know, he goes out, shoots another one of these 63s, right? He goes out and fires an eight under 63. Uh, first in approach, first in T to green this season. Now this is only his, I think he's like 11th. Uh, or his 11th round would have been today, his 11th measured round. Yeah. It's like Tiger Tiger numbers from years ago. Obviously, very tiny sample size. He barely qualifies, but it's like that good. <laughs> yeah. No, he's been great uh, so far this season. He's the only person keeping Rory from leading, yeah. I think, in, in strokes gained overall. I think Rory's right at his, his number last year, 2.55 or something like that, and Hatton's over three. Um, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel great about him on Sunday just because like the, the putting numbers are completely unsustainable. Now 
I don't know, maybe we'll, we look back and say, well, it's putting on Saturday, one in the tournament or, or whatever. But I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling it with him. I, you know, I, I, I didn't really talk about Webb there. I, I think that, I think that Webb over the first two tournaments back, he's had a couple of rounds where he hasn't been great from tee to green, but I think overall he's hitting it well enough that you can have some confidence in what he's going to be on Sunday, right? Like he might not win, but I don't, I don't think I'm going into Sunday thinking like Webb could shoot 73. Like I, I think I know what I'm getting for the most part, depending on if a, if a few putts fall here or there. I think it's crazy. Like Webb is, is maybe I, I did like a, I threw it out on Twitter, but like my top 10 power rankings for American golfers, Webb's like a top three guy right now. And I, I don't really know how you could argue, I guess, depending on the time frame, it's hard to argue against that, but he's just become, he's become so consistent and like so much, like I know what I'm getting from week to week. I, I don't know that I ever thought that that was how his career was going to go, but he he's been, you know, pulling back from just this week, he's been really impressive over the last few years. What I like about Webb is he rarely disappoints. And what I mean by that is he doesn't show up at Wyndham and stink, or he yeah. doesn't show up at Harbortown and stink. When, when Webb, the few times a year he doesn't play well and he finishes like T52, it's courses that he has no business contending at. It's it's WGC Mexico where I think I think Paul Tesori like made a comment to someone like this is not a web week like we know <laughs> we know this is not a web week and like yeah okay he shows up he finishes like T fifty two and that's fine but he always contends the places he should yeah no he really does that's why last week was so surprising because he plays well at Colonial and that was <laughs> I had him in our one and done last week and I was yes, like oh did. sweet like he always <laughs> plays great here and the one time he doesn't. But no, I, you know, I, I thought that, um, did you see that shot he hit into, was it 15 on Sunday? Uh, the par five. Yes. Okay. His second shot over the trees. Yeah. That one? Yes. That was awesome. I mean, he's just like, I, I, his swing is not, you don't watch him swing and you're like, wow, is that, is that like a top 10 guy in the world? But <laughs> no, the end result and the way he kind of goes about putting a round together is, it's really cool. It's really good. It's fun to watch. He, he has become just at least on the course. One of my, one of my favorite guys to follow and to watch and, and to kind of see what they're doing. I agree. Now the other two guys, and we'll take them one by one here that are tied for the lead. These are better statistical profiles of guys that are potentially contenders for tomorrow. So Abraham answer 10 shots gained from T to green. He's lost a shot over the four, first three rounds. Like that's the type of guy where, you know, he just continues to put himself in positions and all he needs to do roll in one or two more putts than he has uh, over the first couple of, of days. And he might be raising the trophy on Sunday. Yeah. I really like answer. I mean, I, we talked about it during the president's cup. I, he's made a leap over the last, I don't know, year, nine months. I, time means nothing anymore, obviously, right. but what, whatever it's been, I don't know if he, I'd have to like, look at it. He was probably like a tier four or five guy and he's, he's jumped up a tier. Like he's a really good player and uh, he's, he's really fun too. Like I, you know, he's kind of, it was funny. Everybody was tweeting out that picture of him at the microphone after, uh, (laughs) after his round. And it's like, can we get, can we like lower it for He's, he's, he's very small. And I just, I, I don't know. I think, 
again, like this course kind of plays into his hands a little bit because he's not like he's not. I don't think he's short, but he's not like mega long. He's and it's not. just it, it it highlights his ball striking, and it, and it's it's good for him. That photo of him at the podium is exactly what I would look like, by the way. So oh, I yeah. sympathize yeah. with with Abraham answer, but I thought it was hilarious that yeah, I guess it's a fixed camera and they can't lower it at all. So uh, that's what that's what you get. And then um, Ryan Palmer, Ryan Palmer is tied for the lead. And I'm going to make the case that Ryan Palmer has been like really sneaky good this year. Yeah. So, and like very small golf is all about these small moments, right? You know, one putt drops or it doesn't, or you get a little lucky, you get a little unlucky Sony open this year. um, Remember he was in that wet fairway bunker on 18. Yeah. He has, he doesn't know where he's at. Uh, I think, I think whoever was in the lead boat made a bogey. Like he's like tied for the lead. He he doesn't know that he ends up taking, like trying to be a hero and hit like a fairway wood out of that wet bunker. He hits it literally out of the stadium at, at Wiley ends up finishing fourth. Then the next time he teed it up was farmers. He was in the final group at farmers. Like he played terrible. I think he shot a 77 on Sunday, but like he's been around, he's been around the lead and I don't think people really realize it. No, you're right. And, and he's another guy kind of like answer who he's third tee to green this week, like 50 or 60th in putting he's uh 56th in putting. So he, he is not, he hasn't gotten anything to fall. I, I don't know. My, I guess my question for you about Palmer, like, does he, does he ever get you excited? Like, like when Palmer is like rolling through a round, he's like four under at the, at the, at the turn. Are you ever like, Oh man, I I'm excited about this back nine here. Uh, no, I, I mean, and I don't, I don't know if that's his fault. I mean, there's a lot of guys on tour that if they're 400 through nine, I, I really don't care about, but no, it, it I, I like the guy. He seems like one of the nicest guys in the world. Yeah, I think yeah. he is uh, uh, under undervalued because of how well he's played, but no, he does not move the needle for me one single bit. And those are like the right guys to bet on, right? Is, oh, is yeah. somebody who like, you probably, I mean, the value you get from betting on Ryan Palmer versus like Ricky Fowler is just staggering. I mean, it, it, it's incredible. And so, yeah, yeah I, I, I certainly think that, uh, I, I don't know, him and answer, I, I would take him and an, or answer over Terrell Hatton on Sunday just because of the kind of the makeup of the way they've gone about this tournament. Although I think overall, I would pick Webb over all of them. I would tend to agree with you. The the this, if you removed the names, if you were, and just looked at the numbers, Ryan Palmer and Abraham Answer seem to be setting up the best yeah. for Sunday. Uh, Kyle, what if I gave you one thousand dollars? Would that be good? I would not bet on Ricky Fowler right now <laughs> with a thousand dollars. No, he looks bad, man. Um, what if I told you I'd give you a thousand dollars and you don't even have to give me any of your own money? Would you like that even more? It's great. All right. Well, that is where CBS Sports has you covered with our very own golf prop game available at cbssports.com slash golf props. That's cbssports.com slash golf props. Ten questions every single round you go in. You decide which side of each prop that you want. If you win, you win a thousand bucks a chance every day. So you can actually go get that right now. They are live for Sunday's final round. Terms and conditions obviously apply. And I have a prop right here for you, Kyle. And it's one that I wrote myself and uh, I'm excited about. And it's what will the winning score be? And your options are 20 under or worse, 21 under, 
22 under or 23 under or better? This feels a little like a sucker bet. I, I think I'm going 20 under or worse. So that would mean that none of these leaders, Hatton, Answer, Palmer, Simpson, can shoot a 66 or better. Well, I guess a 66 65. would be fine. Yeah, 66 would be fine. A, oh, a 65 or better. Yeah, I think I might like that. Yeah, because I, I think that it feels right now. I mean, we saw 68.1 scoring average on Saturday, which is just silly. Like, that's just a stupid number. It, so it feels right now like that's going to happen, right? Like, one of the 15s will shoot 65. One of the 14s will shoot 64. But I think, I don't know, I think it gets a little tighter on Sunday, like in terms of the way guys feel, uh, maybe the way the course is set up. I, I think 20 under or worse is the is the bet there. And I feel like this always happens where, I don't know, I don't have the day-by-day -day scoring averages on tour handy, but like, yeah, Sunday pressure. Like someone might go out and shoot another 63 tomorrow, but it might come from... Detail. Johnny Vegas, who's, you know, T22 or even somebody probably further down the list than that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it would be a very good round of golf if one of these top four guys goes out and shoots a 65 or better. I mean, we even saw that on Saturday, right? Like all these 63s that you're seeing, you're seeing them early on. And then you get to the late guys and Bryson and Webb. And it's just it's just different. I, I don't that sounds stupid. And it I don't know if I can like even have the data to back it up. Uh, I would, I, it would take a lot of work to find that data, but it just seems like it, you know, we see all these 63. So it's like, oh, well, yeah, of course somebody's going to do that. But I, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think 20 under or worse is the right one there. I think that is also where I'm at. Okay. Uh, we've got a little bit more to talk through, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. All right, KP, uh, storylines. There are plenty of them for Sunday. Uh, I'll give you a couple of notes about just how chaotic today was, and maybe that'll interest us a little bit more for uh, tomorrow. But via Justin Ray, most players at 10 under or better through three rounds at Harbortown uh, by far. This tournament's been here since 1969. There are 35 guys who are 10 under or better right now. Uh, the previous record was seven in 2018. So That's obviously crazy. unbelievable scoring. So what are you most looking forward to on Sunday? Well, I, I think the makeup of the leaderboard is perfect. And the reason I say that is because you have a lot of guys at the top 
other than Webb, who just haven't really been in it before. I mean, I mean, they've been in it, but not like, not like Webb has. Like Webb has contended for and won a lot, right? And then you have a lot of guys behind those guys: Sergio, Brooks, DJ, Bryson, who know they got to go low. They got to shoot 62, 63, 64. And they've been there a lot and they're chasing down guys who haven't that, that to me is the perfect setup for a Sunday leaderboard because it just, it just engenders uh, it, it, great drama and a lot of excitement. Like that's just, that's the way I wanted to put, cause if you flip that and you say like, okay, Chris Stroud's three back of Brooks and DJ, you're like, okay, well I know how that's going to go, you know, <laughs> right. but the way it is, I, I feel like it, it, it creates a bunch of different scenarios that could play out. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I'm so excited for a lot of reasons. I just think whoever, even if it does turn into a putting contest, I feel like it's going to feel like a heavyweight bout. Like I can already see the coverage right now where this guy's, this guy's putting for the outright lead. This guy's putting to tie the lead. Like it's just going to be so much action and whoever wins it is going to have to win it. Like there's, there's times where guys fall back and. I mean, we said last week, did Daniel Berger win it or did like Morikawa or anybody else lose it? Like, I, yeah. I feel like that's not going to happen this week. Like someone's going to win it. Yeah. Did you see the the uh, pairings, by the way? No, I haven't. Are they good? D- DJ and Brooks are together. Wow. Yeah. Those guys are good. just notched at the hip in like all of our coverage <laughs> in like, yeah, that's great. J- JT and JT and Rom again, they both shot 66 on Saturday and then Rory got my boy. Scott Stallings. I was literally <laughs> just as you were saying Scott Stallings, I was gonna say Scott because he played well today. He's been playing well. So I, I was trying to think if he would have been lined up with Rory in this situation, and he does. Oh my god. Um, how about like look, how often does a guy so Webb and Bryson played together the first three rounds? Yeah. How often how I, I do not have the data on this. How often do you think they play together all four rounds? Like, does that ever happen? Uh it happened. Okay, so it happened at the uh I think this happened at the Masters in like 2012. Jake, producer Jacob should look this up uh, or just Google it like while we're finishing this out. KJ Troy and Tiger played together all four days. Wow. I, 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 I can't remember the year. I think it was like 20, 2011, 10, 12, somewhere around there. And they were together all four days because I remember my, my wife is a big KJ Troy fan, which uh, for reasons I, I don't really understand. <laughs> What? But she was like, what is have, going on? <laughs> I don't know. She was like, I feel so bad that he had to be. A, I mean, because it's just a circus around Tiger, right? Yeah. She was like, I feel so bad that he had to be a Tiger all four days. And uh, and also, like, she never got to see him because he was with Tiger all four days. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I, that one I remember. But I it can't it can't be very often. It can't be. I was rooting for it again. I was hoping that uh, a producer Jacob coming in hot with the I think 2010. Yeah, good research there. <laughs> cool. good, good, good job, Jacob. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of uh, Sunday, you can watch all your favorite golfers compete at Harbor Town in the RBC Heritage a few different ways on your computer. Yes, sir. Just go to cbssports.com on your phone. Oh, yeah, it's totally free. Download the CBS Sports app, and you are off and running to watch big old beefy Bryson. We should change that. He didn't play that well today. Uh, slap it around. He did slap it around. Slap it around <laughs> Harbortown on your small screen. You can also watch on Roku, Fire TV, and Apple TV through the CBS Sports app on those devices. So, in other words, there is no excuse. Never, ever miss a chance to watch Terrell Hatton on CBS this weekend. Uh, Very quickly, KP, 
Uh, Bryson starts the day T1, didn't play well, finishes T16, and he was even under par, but that ain't going to cut it. No, it's not. He looked lost. I mean, he didn't make a birdie on the back nine. He was he shot 36 or 7 on the back nine. His distance control was a circus. Well, I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, that like the way he played today was almost like what you would expect after you like gain 40 pounds. So, like yes. you don't you don't understand your distances. So maybe maybe that's what we should expect. But he he had been great up until that point. It was it was a weird day for him. It was very weird. That's a great way to put it. If he didn't like, yeah, T five, uh, you know, finish one shot out of the playoff last week and play great for two rounds. That's yeah. that's what he should have looked like the first couple of rounds at Cologne. He looked very, very confused. So we'll see if he can tighten it up for tomorrow. And and one thing I do want to put a bow on because uh, Greg and I talked about it after, uh, what would that have been? Friday's round. Um, obviously Nick Watney WDs because he tests positive for COVID nineteen. The PGA Tour then. They, uh, you know, they initiate the response plan. Uh, they have the, the proactive plan, then they have the response plan. So they did a little contact tracing. They tested additional 11 uh, personnel, I want to say. I guess it could have been golfers, could have been medical staff, could have been anybody else they thought got in contact with Nick Watney. All of those came back negative, which I guess is about as uh, good of news as we could get here. Yeah, I think so. I, I still, I, I have a little concern over, Watney being at the course for as long as he was on Friday, that seemed yes. not great. You know, I, I think, you know, people were talking on Twitter about how the PGA tour kind of laid it out. I, I don't, they weren't like, the, the, I don't think they really tried to hide anything, but so it wasn't really their statement that bothered me as much as like, wait a second. Like if you're getting tested and you like, if you're getting tested because you have symptoms, I mean, of all, uh, like in, of all the scenarios, that's when you shouldn't be out there, you know? And I I don't know, I get it. Like you don't, you don't want it to come back negative and then you haven't like warmed. I I don't know what time his tea time was or whatever, but that, that part of it is like, that's, that's not great. And I think just like we're seeing kind of in the college football world is you're, 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 these are test cases right now like literal, like I'm, I don't mean that like the, the testing of the COVID, but like for like how this is going to function. And so I think how it plays out is important. And and I think it's been decent so far, but the, the, him being out there on the range, on the putting green, whatever, that's, that's not great. And I think that's something that you have to figure out going forward. Did you see what JT said today, by the way? Yeah. Where he said, everything I drive past in Hilton head is every bar, every restaurant filled to the brim. Doesn't look like anybody's wearing masks. Doesn't seem, I think he actually said, doesn't seem like they're taking it very seriously. If I have that quote somewhat correct. Yeah. Which is, I think, I don't think that's super surprising if you've been kind of following the story nationally for the last, I don't know, three, four, five weeks. I I don't think anybody would be surprised by that, but I do think it makes it it makes it difficult for golfers, especially who are traveling a lot, uh, to 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 do this well, right? And, and not that like they should they deserve privileges that other people don't have, but when people, you know, if a group of people is taking it seriously, and I don't know how seriously golfers or JT or whoever is taking it, but if they are and a group of people is not, it makes it, it just, and, and you could say that about any two groups of people, it just makes it hard 
for everybody to be moving in the same direction and for all of this to work properly. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Sergio uh, jumped <laughs> yeah. in as well and said, I feel bad that Nick Watney got it. There's probably some other people that deserved it more than him. Who was, I got it. There was, was there a follow-up question? Like I got to know who he's talking about, right? I, guys who deserved it more. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know who who is. I mean, he's had a lot of beef over the years. Kucher, Tiger, yeah. Uh, I think him and Padraig were like not not boys for a while. Maybe still, I can imagine Sergio. If, if any player on the PGA Tour kept a list on their phone, it would be Sergio for sure. Yeah, no, I think I think this is really interesting. I mean, the tour is trying to to do this bubble thing, and uh, you know, the bubble is not impenetrable. Now we'll see how good the the, the response plan is and things like that. But I, and I want to get Mark's take on this when we get him back on, because he was on site there because we, there was, and we'll, we'll wrap with this, but there was um like, there were reports coming out two weeks ago that like some caddies and players were like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to go out and eat. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to really follow this all too strictly. Um, I wonder if this is a little bit of a wake up call when someone on tour as apparently nice as Nick Watney is, uh, doesn't deserve to get it according to Sergio. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is, this can shut the whole thing down again. And I hope, and I want to kind of get Mark's take on that as well. If it, if it felt different after that test. Well, I, th- I think, I think the answer is yes, because I, and you probably noticed this watching it, but guys were over the first couple of days and even last week, fist bumping, touching, you're like, ah, I don't know if that's great. And then today they were not. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, all the guys that I saw DJ afterward, uh, Poulter afterward, Brooks, none of them were touching. Maybe they're caddies because they I mean, that's a more intimate relationship. They kind of know where those guys have been or, or whatever. But I do think it's a little bit of like, oh, that's that's eye opening. It, it is weird. I was thinking about this as it relates to when everything shut down at the players. I mean, imagine if a player had got it at the players, everybody would have like lost it. Yeah. Right. And, and some of that is because we didn't really understand what was going on there. We didn't, we didn't know how to go about this. And I think there is and should be a path forward for everyone, but it's very, I mean, it's a thin line, man, and it is very sensitive and it's going to be difficult, not just for the PJ tour, but for, for everybody um, within the sports world to walk it over the next few months. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, That'll do it for this episode of The First Cut. We have a full recap of the tournament coming tomorrow, so keep an eye on your feeds. Kyle Porter, at Kyle Porter CBS. Thank you for joining me, sir. I'm Rick Gaiman, at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll talk to you next time.